This is the Blue Million Miles. I'm Connor Town O'Neill. Pratt's Ferry Preserve is a put-in spot, a place to launch kayaks and canoes. More accurate, if a bit less pleasant sounding, to call it a takeout spot, really, I guess, as I've seen far more boaters disembarking here at this point between two bends in the Cahaba River. It's a waypoint, a place for comings and goings. Though, to be honest, for us, my wife and I, it's been a place to idle, to float, and, yes, to watch the occasional kayaker paddle in to shore. We'd started coming here in the summer of 2020, the pandemic at a peak, the world suspended. Pratt's Ferry Preserve sits under a bridge in West Blockton. It's a small town in Bibb County, about halfway between Birmingham and Tuscaloosa, where we were living at the time. It's a quiet spot. We'll often have the place to ourselves. It's a good alternative to the wildlife refuge that's not too far away, which is beautiful when the lilies are in bloom, but often crowded and too shallow to get a proper swim in. And we had a go-to swimming hole in Tuscaloosa, but... You know, times being what they were, the E. coli was in bloom that summer, and we were forced to look further out. It's a gravel beach on one side, some trees under which to read, an embankment of rock on the other side, worn to a cross-section by river time. It became my custom to swim out across the river to the spot where the channel narrows and the current accelerates. I could fashion a sort of infinity pool, turning into the current and swimming upstream, and I had to swim my little heart out just to stay in the same place, moving, and not getting anywhere. Shailen was seven months pregnant, and the weightlessness afforded by the water, the relief that came with it, was one of the few things to safely seek out and enjoy beyond our apartment door. How often have I looked from the riverbank out on Shailen, waiting in the water, her belly half-submerged, the current encircling her, framed by a simple beam bridge above, and wondering what to expect. expecting. That's what they say about pregnancy. You're expecting. A funny phrase, given the circumstances. Beyond the very immediate meaning of it, a child to be born, it was getting harder and harder to hazard any guesses about what would happen next, or what wouldn't happen next. On the day we planned to be married, the Times ran the names of the first 100,000 Americans to die from the coronavirus. We'd canceled that wedding, of course, and I'd been furloughed. Shailen's job transfer hadn't gone through. There was no foreseeable future. I'd looked downriver, but couldn't see beyond the nearest bend. It's been two years since we first started coming to this spot in the Cahaba, and early this July we went back. We took the back roads across central Alabama pasture land, the wet towel humidity of a deep south summer day, the corridors of scorched pink mimosa and deep magenta crepe myrtle blooms flanking the county roads, the play of light and shadow across the tall clouds above. You can't step in the same river twice. We know that from Heraclitus. The river's moved on, of course, and besides, you've changed too. But Ozzy? Ozzy had never stepped in the river before, not in any river. So today, framed by that same bridge, she'd stepped into it too. 
Earlier that day, we'd buried Ozzy's placenta under an elm tree. There's a sentence I never expected to write. So much for expectations. Anyway, maybe burying Ozzy's placenta sounds like a strange thing to do. It did a bit to me at first. Not so much anymore, though. Ozzy's placenta. I say that intentionally. Though it grew in Shaylin's womb, it carries 50% of Shaylin's genetic makeup, 50% of mine. Which is to say, it's Ozzy's. I learned that from Angela Garbus's book, Like a Mother, A Feminist Journey Through the Science and Culture of Pregnancy. Shaylin had read the book early on and then made sure I did too. Here are some other things I learned from Garbus about the placenta. It's an organ, the organ that precedes all others. It grows to support the baby and tethers the mother and the child, provides nutrients as she floats weightless in the womb. It exchanges oxygen and carbon dioxide, passes antibodies to the child and fetal cells to the mother, oversees the comings and goings. And it lives in time. It will grow as the baby grows and then ages too, deteriorates, has its own lifespan. So when the midwife asked if we wanted the placenta, well, we gave it some thought. And what would become of it if we didn't want it? The hospital considers it medical waste, afterbirth. They'd pitch it unless we told them otherwise. So we told them otherwise. Shaylin has an autoimmune disorder, one that designated the pregnancy as high risk, can result in heart block, give way to stillbirth, or calcify the placenta. At our 38-week appointment, Ozzy measured small. Come back in two days, the midwife said and we'll measure again. Two days later, we came back, and again, Ozzy measured small. She wasn't growing. We were admitted. They induced. September 12th, a Saturday, just before 10, Ozzy came. A few moments later, the placenta followed. Our midwife swaddled Ozzy and handed her to Shaylin. Then she showed us the placenta, deep red and bulbous, pointing to the places where it had calcified, where the Wharton's jelly had dissolved. That's the thing that cushions the bending of the umbilical cord and without which it becomes harder for the baby to get nutrients or oxygen. Those moments during the delivery when Ozzy's heart rate had stopped, those moments when everything had stopped, we could attribute to that the going of the placenta. But she was here, blinking, breathing, grabbing for the nipple. A little early, a little yellow, and a little underweight, but blinking breathing, grabbing for the nipple. They double-bagged the placenta and put it on ice. Then they took Ozzy to the NICU. Almost immediately, the routine of those days became ritual. Every three hours, we'd walk through the labyrinthine hallways of the fourth floor, the bright buzz of the clustered halogens in the drop ceiling, the scrub down with the single-use brush and nail scraper, the unfathomable comings and goings, the miracles and tragedies happening everywhere all around in the whir and beep and cry of that room. The drawing of blood from Ozzy's feet, the nursing, the feeding, the recitation of Rolling Thunder review-era Bob Dylan songs. After a week, Ozzy's weight was up, her blood sugar too, and they discharged us. The placenta, in a plastic gallon container, waited for us on the counter of the nurse's station. On our way out, we stopped at the cafeteria to break a 20 for the parking lot, and on the muted television in the corner, the news that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had died. There was no one at the gate of the parking lot. We waited for what seemed like an age, dollar bills in hand, wondering if we were stuck. 
when suddenly, out of nowhere, the gate lifted, and we took Ozzy home. We put the placenta in the freezer, and for a while it became a part of the furniture there. Every once in a while, one of us would say to the other, we should bury Ozzy's placenta soon, definitely before we move. And after we moved, we kept saying it, we should bury Ozzy's placenta soon. And now, today, at long last, we had planted it under an elm tree, and then we went swimming. That same week, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's replacement on the Supreme Court, Amy Coney Barrett, had voted to overturn Roe v. Wade, the constitutional right that had protected Shaylin through this high-risk pregnancy, and its overturning now precludes the possibility of our having another. But we have Ozzy, and Ozzy is healthy. Wrong to say that the placenta gave out. It lived in time, and it saw her through sent her into water, wait, time. It had come and gone. What now might we expect? What might Ozzy expect? Well, in the foreseeable future, she can expect to swim, to join the current. She can expect to bend in the river and the unknown beyond. Burying the placenta, as foreign a concept as it was to me, and I guess to the American medical establishment, it's really not that uncommon. New Zealand, Indonesia, Ukraine, they all have customs regarding the placenta. In the Hmong tradition, the soul retrieves the placenta after death to wear as a jacket in the voyage to the afterlife. I like the thought of that, Shailen said that day, as we sat in the current, 40 miles and two years downriver from the hospital where Ozzy was born, thinking of her jacket under the elm tree that jacket that's 50% of Shaylin, 50% of me, that when she leaves, she'll come back to us. Uh-huh.